podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. It's a confused Stop Hammer Time we join you with this week. Just one week after the last time we did one of these, we've played two games of football. Lost both, but left the second game with a buoyant feeling of optimism at a cheeky, life-affirming defeat. A feel-good, a feel-good defeat. A British rom-com of a defeat with a happy ending. The Paddington Bear 2 of defeats. The rather than the rather than the Silkwood of defeats or the Beaches of defeats or the Dunkirk Dunkirk of defeats or the Saving Private Ryan or indeed Human Centipede 2 of defeats. (laughs) (laughs) This was more like the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang of defeats. It was a it was a relaxing, fun defeat. It was a light, frothy defeat. It was a Joanna Lumley. It was a lovely, it was a Joanna Lumley defeat. Uh, So to talk about these games, uh, we have. Uh, absent last week, though Jim, the, 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 and it, it's, it's Jim. Uh, Jim, <laughs> last week, uh, Ollie, our engineer, and I, we went for a drink afterwards with our guests last week, the legal team last week, oh. and listened slack jawed as they remembered individual events and full team lineups of games in the 1970s and indeed in one case the late 60s they're encyclopedic steel trap like minds uh as possibly befitting uh men of the legal profession was it was always probably this week we actually have two (laughs) there should have been a pub quiz between this week's team uh and uh which of course there is a hint that it's jim jim grant uh but it might not be uh, Jim Bowen, welcome to the. No, it is it is Jim Grant. Hello, Jim. Hello. And Hello. last week's and and last week's the the legal team, uh, Don the Hammer, uh, Simon Pentel, and Jeremy Dean QC. Right. Uh, they're they're just in. The, it was lit. It, they had a free associating chat in the pub afterwards about games that they were going. Oh yes, I was at that game, and it was like away at Rochdale in 1978 or something. They could remember the score individual incidents from the game it was extraordinary I used to be like that yeah. before, before the vodka no exactly you're, you're <laughs> yeah. like that well yeah. before the prison sentence and uh, yeah yeah, yeah. And, and the other stuff yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Rob you're like that as well in fact Rob well, Rob said a quiz he's which still like hear that. I, I had set a quiz as you well said, yeah. I had set a Billy quiz. two quizzes yeah. uh, suddenly we we're, we're, we're two quiz week yeah. from no, normally there's no quizzes in this no. podcast there's just stupid chat this yeah. week not only is there one quiz there's two quizzes okay. uh, why so don't we, we have both We'll take the well, we'll see how we go. Let's, Let's see how we go. See how we go. Um, also joining us, it's Rob Banks. Good evening. Rob, as you know, author of An Irrational Hatred of Luton, West Ham Till I Die, and The Legacy of Barry Green. Uh, and soon to be and soon to be a fourth. A fourth book coming up. Yes, I can announce. We can announce it here on yep. the podcast. What is that? Can you tell us anything? Have you got a title? Uh, well, it's funny. We were talking Fuck about... Fuck you, West Ham. Well, we were talking about it, <laughs> talking about it before West the Leicester Ham, game. West Ham, you betrayed my dreams. I asked, I asked um, uh, Phil Pitt, who I uh, watched the game with, and Dave Quinn, who we were having a, having a pint with, any ideas for a title? And uh, although it didn't come up straight away, um, the, the theme of the book is going to be looking for a positive slant. Yes. On West Ham over the last sort of 15 years. Good luck with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Phil Pitt 
more recently came up with um, Rifling Through a Tramp's Pockets, oh. right. which um, I think was going to sum up the task of trying to find something positive out of the last, well, certainly, two years. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, uh, that's a working title. Yeah, that's yeah. a working title. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, that'll be out in August. Hopefully. Oh, very good, very good. Now, uh, one of those games was uh, the two games that we played in uh, subsequent to last week's podcast. Uh, before this week's podcast was up at uh, Everton midweek, and uh, none of us went to the, to that, or did we? <laughs> In the in the tradition of uh, uh, making friends through the podcast, uh, obviously we, we met Rob because he was an author and came on the but then became a friend later, and and then the the podcast and its attendant um, uh, Facebook page and all those things. Uh, people like um, uh, the Clemsons, Craig Clemson's been on the podcast, and Rob Chapman. Um, one of our good friends from uh, the Facebook page, he went to the Everton game, so I thought we'd get him on and uh, grill him about the Everton game. Uh, and uh, he is Gary Killer Killington. Thank you. Good evening, Phil. How are you? I, I'm okay. You're I'm okay. bursting with health. I, I, I am bursting with health. Bursting I'm, with health. Yeah, I'm just getting over the Everton game. The right. disappointment it's, that no, was the Everton yeah. game. Yeah, you've, yeah. You've, Thanks you've, for reminding me. You've had me. just yeah. under a week to get over that uh, which, game. Which is not long enough. Not frankly. long enough? No, not long enough. Was uh, it, tra- uh, it was traumatic? It was traumatic. Uh, the most traumatic thing, I have to say, was uh, in the pub, the Arkle, just the other side of Stanley Park, yes. before the game with Gary Stewart and co. We're in there, big screen in the Arkle. Mm-hmm. And um, what happened, what came up on widescreen was uh, a big Sam Allardyce mm. face. You smiling. need widescreen for his yeah. face. <laughs> coming, out of the, coming out of the dressing room, he'd obviously just given his, uh, his little team talk. Yeah. And um, it worked its magic, didn't it? Yes. He had nothing to do with that fucking game. But he's you gonna, know he'll he's take gonna all take, the glory. It's, for that it's part match. of the kind of media myth surrounding him, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. He, he will take the credit even though he just, he just happened to sit quite near it. Yes. He will get credit. He's, a, he's got this kind of red Adair sort of thing. Yes. Um, yeah. uh, let's talk about that in a minute. Um, uh, Jim, um, what's been happening with you recently? Uh, oh, well, uh, well, this. Uh, this season, Stop Hammer Time is brought to you in association with Ladbrokes. Mm-hmm. Sign up and deposit up to £50 and Ladbrokes will put the same amount into uh-huh. your account, giving up to £50 worth of free what? bets. Look for these and other mm-hmm. offers at bet.westhampodcast.com. When did that happen to you, Jim? Was, oh, uh, oh, frequently. The weekend. Oh, right, right. Frequently yeah, yeah, in, in yeah, the yeah, yeah. I've seen yeah, almost continually, in yeah. fact. Right. Yes. yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Bet.westhampodcast.com. That's the takeaway. That's the takeaway. Yes, that is the, the takeaway. You don't know what takeaway means, Not do you? Not really, no. Yeah. I'm, but I'll go along with it. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I, I, Gary, what's your takeaway from the uh, Everton game? Good link, good link. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, um, well, until the football started, it was um, it was good. It was a good right. night out. But we went over there. I think the first time I've been there for 25 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lost last time as well, so I'm on a 100% record yeah. now. I think for, for, for 15 minutes, we looked like we were kind of holding out. And then we just committed Harry Carey, really. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think, the, you know, the, the, the recurring problem of central midfield came and bit us in the arse yeah. firmly yeah. so firstly Obiang played a lovely through ball for the first goal for Calvert-Lewin that caused the penalty mm-hmm. and then Chiati didn't track Rooney for the second goal yeah. and from that point on I think we, you know, we came out in the second half and we really really gave it a go we really gave it a go, um, but it just didn't. It, it just didn't happen. The, yeah, the, uh, Moyes. Moyes said he was encouraged by the second half performance, wasn't yeah, he? I, I, you know, yeah, it's like he's got. I mean, obviously, he. Uh, there's a degree to which he would say that, wouldn't he? But mm. I mean, I think that in in 
in in his case, you know, I think he was probably being quite honest. He, he sort of saw something. Yeah. I mean, there was, a, you know, it was a kind of clusterfuck. We gave away a penalty. Yeah. Uh, we missed um, a penalty. We missed we a did. penalty. Yeah. Hart had a sort of rush of blood. Um, and and we'll you talk just about knew, more about him later, mm-hmm. I'm sure. I mean, I listened to quite a, most of it on the radio. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, com- the commentary, well, it sounded like an absolute disaster first half, obviously. But, but there was a period after the break where Cresswell hit the bar and, and yeah. we got the penalty where it sounded like we were all over them on the, we, on the, on, we were, from we the radio. Were, we were all over him in the second half and we were upbeat and the fans would go in and everything was good and, yeah. and we hit the bar. Then we got the penalty. We thought it was coming because Everton were failing. And had we scored that penalty, it's a they might have, yes, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, we missed the penalty. The heads dropped, which usually happens. Mm. And, and look, what Hart did to, um, to play the ball to Rooney. Nice, easy finish for Rooney. Mm, you know, yeah. don't care what anyone says. Mm. I could have finished that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and then it was game over. And then what happens is the inevitable thing happens. Reed goes off injured, and then the guy that Reed would have been marking makes it four nil. It's mm. all. It's all. They, they should change the law so we could uh, just bring on Noble as a penalty, like the kickers in American yeah, football. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. bring him on for the penalties. Yeah. I agree. People that have specialist still be able to takers. bring Trevor Brooking on to take corners. I yeah. don't see yes. what the problem yes. is with that. No, That's exactly absolutely. what I said to the guy next to me. As soon as we got the penalty, I said, Noble's not on the pitch. Mm. You know, it, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, that was an unfortunate penalty, wasn't it? We, we, we had a... On it was the, actually on the quite way, a good penalty. The goalkeeper just guessed the right way, didn't he? But it was kind of that sort of how our luck was going. Was, someone was yeah. saying, though, that that's where Lanzini's taken goes his the last same way. three or something. Oh, right, right. So they do do their homework mm-hmm. these days, don't they? They do, they do. How can, they, how can goalkeepers keep all that information in their head, though? Like, well, they only have to do the whole well, day know, before the yeah, game. Yeah, the yeah. Just, the I game. suppose they know. Told who, he'll be probably taking the penalties because that's where out. he likes yeah, to yeah. kick it. Yeah, I, I imagine that's, that's, I that's, that's pretty yeah, standard. Not that much. Yeah, yeah. I, was, so I suppose I was thinking more if it goes to shootouts and stuff, knowing where every single player in the other team is likely to take their penalties. I suppose they you know, that doesn't happen. Um, yeah. Yes, it. It, um, uh, it did sound like we. We we did, we were much better in the second half. Um, um, I've seen quite a lot in match commentaries. Uh, they improved when Sacco came on. Uh, quite often, that's a sort of reorganisation and possibly slightly, you know, a, a, a conflating of events. But um, I, I I would like to see more of him play for us. And I think it's sort of crazy that we're not seeing. I suspect that's going to happen, though. Mm. I'm sure that's well. Uh, well, he's probably going to go uh, in the Christmas break. I would have thought. Well, yeah. if well, if they'll, I don't know. Maybe, so there's two maybe more. Maybe there's, there's like eight games between now and then, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, I think. I, so. I think with the rate that injuries are racking up, you're going to see yeah. him playing centre back. I, I think why not carry on paying him full pay and only use him for ten minutes? He's on a great deal. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, that's sort of what I think. I, I, I mean, I sort of think we should get you know everything out of him we can he always looks good when he comes on he sort of works quite hard mm. he's got guile you know um but given given going back to the everything i mean given the context of the game that was one of for me it was one of the more sickening results in in recent years it, it, you know obviously. coming off the back yeah. of what was yeah, yeah. a decent performance if not a great game against leicester city in which the the crowd had, you know in the mm. second half had got behind them yeah. um you know knowing that everton were fragile and shaky coming yeah. off a couple of spankings the week before um you know we we in theory have got the new manager yeah. bounce yeah you know they should have been absolutely at that game they should yeah. have been you know it, and so to, uh, to lose um lose by four to lose in yeah. that way to 
fucking Rooney. It, uh, yeah. uh, it was a. Don't you oh, think? I'm sorry, it's always it was a been, sickener, it's always a real been that sickener. way though. After you know, when you, you're looking at the Everton situation, you go up there thinking that you should get a result yeah. and you don't you get absolutely spanked and then you go to City on the Sunday thinking that it's going to be a cricket score and you end up coming back with yeah. okay it's still a defeat it, it was so West Ham yeah. it was so West Ham what we did but I think you know something you just touched on there Jim I think you know for for the fans what we did with Everton uh, sorry Leicester the Leicester game I came, mm. out of that, I came out of that game absolutely buzzing and that's why I went to Everton Yeah, and we yeah, went yeah. to Everton and the fans gave it their all they really yeah. really got behind the team same happened on on Sunday against Man City so I've got to say at the moment the fans are pulling their weight mm, mm. Uh, and it's needed will happen again on Saturday um, hope so mm. it's always a bit quieter on a morning game isn't yeah. it morning games yeah. mm-hmm. you know, generally are less atmospheric mm. <laughs> yeah, people, yeah well yeah, I will this be anyway, a really but... sort of interesting sort of weird kind of um sort of urban myth type truisms that get kind of trotted out sort of there was a little facebook conversation on our on the page that goes with this just this week where somebody went i mean uh, i don't think it really is home advantage anymore and you know you played 15 times one twice and they were at home yeah i think <laughs> yeah. i think literally statistics prove you wrong in I would say the clearest uh, way. <laughs> possibly. Right. Yeah. Atmospheres you know, are created yeah. by people. Yeah, yeah that's they? right. Yeah. Yeah. Rob, yeah, Rob Chapman called it out. You know, bowling was made of bricks and mortar. It wasn't made of you know mm. of noise. And and this is what happens when fifty plus thousand West Ham supporters, very noisy West Ham supporters, decide to make a noise, and yeah. it goes from lower tier to upper tier in that great big bowl. It yeah. can be an awesome sound. It, it, yeah. you know, well, it, really good. It, it, it was in that Leicester game. Uh, it was the first time I'd really seen the whole of that east side mm. stand up and all start saying and it came out of nothing so it was suddenly amazing. It was amazing. In, at some yeah. point sort of early in the second half wasn't it yeah. just they rose as one and it was proper loud it yeah. really it was really, it really was, was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um <clears throat> yeah it's all uh well we talk about city game uh uh in a sec but um jim what did, what did you what do you what's your takeaway from uh, that, uh, from the Everton game. If you have an iPhone and you are listening to this podcast, check out our new Jim. iPhone app. You can listen to this episode and what previous the- ones seamlessly. Is- Download them automatically to listen offline. Jim, get the it- latest news about the team from the nation's oh. experts and official videos from the club and less official places too. The Stop Hammer Time app is free at app.westhampodcast.com. I'm bringing an exorcist in, Jim. <laughs> get an exorcist for the next podcast. podcast. All right. Yeah, going to get an exorcist. Good, because I need to get fit. Yeah, yeah. The Everton game, that was the exorcist of football games. If, uh, oh, yeah. If God, the, it was a horror show. If the City game was yeah. the uh, four weddings and a funeral of uh, football matches, uh, the Everton game was yeah. the exorcist of, yes. of football matches. Yes. So the City game... Um, you know, <clears throat> I, I have to say, and I'm possibly the most worried I've been as a West Ham supporter that I can remember at the moment because our points total is less than it was under Avram Grant in the season we were relegated. And the win at the weekend, I, I, I know, I know what it did, and I know that it was a good performance, and there are things we're about to say about it um, that are encouraging. But it was still another loss. Uh, we have. As I said earlier, we've managed to lose in every conceivable genre and style of loss. And 
that heroic, brave, encouraging defeat. It was another <laughs> nil point, you know. And yeah, we've just got to reach a point where we're sort of, you know, the the it's it, it'll be like a run chase after Christmas if we do start to play decent football. It will be just trying to get some points. Once you, you know? get to that point where one win won't get you out of the relegation zone then psychologically it becomes a lot harder. That, that's it, isn't it? It's, it's, that, it's that fact that, you know, you'll, you'll have these nominally, people will say, winnable games, but you're under pressure. The whole time you're playing under pressure. And we've seen it before, you know, it's very, once you're down there, it's incredibly difficult. Do you remember when we went, down, we went down under Rhoda in 2003? Yes. And I think we played, in the December, we played Bolton at Upton Park and we, it was one of the, you know, the, the must-win game and yeah. we were 1-0 up. And I think we drew it one all. And when you look back over the, you know, obviously the form turned up in January, didn't it? And we started mm. playing playing a lot better. But those two drop points against Bolton, the yes. pressure, the pressure on that game was so immense. If it hadn't been, if the pressure hadn't been quite so intense, we might have hung on. Who knows? Things might have been different. Might well, have you could up, look at this season. How will we be looking back at two drop points at Palace? Yeah, oh, yeah. Two, dro- yeah. two drop points at Burnley. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. a dropped point at Southampton. Yes. So at five drop points already in yeah. fifteen yeah. games yeah. that would have yeah. put us mid-table. sort of mid-table by yeah. now. You know, without and then we, you know we haven't played well. So on one level, that you can take crumbs of comfort from that in the sense that we've, we've played badly, but we still could have picked up picked up these points mm, mm. but you're right you know you, you, it's this cumulative effect of, of of pressure and and also the fact that things don't don't go against you uh, mm. sorry don't um, don't go your way the things that the refereeing decisions go against you yeah. uh, mm. like you know the referees don't spot players diving for free yeah. kicks and all that kind of but, thing you know we know yeah. what it's like the gap's not insurmountable though you not know and, and until it gets to that point then it becomes a bit of a struggle mm. doesn't it but i mean if we get through these next couple of games and the gap is still pretty reasonable I think we'll be okay. We've well, got we, need, a, a, we need points before the yeah. end of the year, yeah. right? And, and and early next year, you know, all the way up to West Brom. We don't expect anything from Spurs, but no. all the way up to West Brom, we've got some good games that we can take some points. I also from. think there are teams there are teams in that league that are uh, that have punched above their weight so far I agree. and, and yeah. will mm. fall yeah. will fall back I down. Think. Yes, mm. uh, yeah. possibly. Even Newcastle. 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 Yeah, yeah. 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 There's two um, or that's three. That's going to be an important game over Christmas. They, they the can't Newcastle buy a win. game. They can't buy a win no. Well, they need to play mm. us. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the City game. Uh, first off, uh, I, I didn't know I was, uh, you know, like the likely lads. So I was trying to not hear the result before I saw it on Match of the Day too. So when the when the card came up with the kind of lineup on it, I was immensely surprised that sort of in a team that's really, you know, looking to um, not only stop concede less, but you, you know, you got to s- score. Ayu, Sacco and Arnautovic were on the bench and and Antonio was on his own up front. Seemed um, very strange. Uh, though, in the light of what subsequently happened, you kind of went, well, that 11 players came out and played pretty well. Uh, yeah. First half especially, I thought. And uh, we actually looked decent on the break. And, uh, you know, well organised at the back. And in the, and in the first half... You know, we had created three or four, well, we scored one of them and Mm. created three or four good chances. Um, And there were a couple of moments where Antonio was, had timed his run, was was on the back of the, on Mangala, you know, his shoulder. Mm -hmm. And he, God, he, how shit is Mangala? Terrible, terrible player. Um, And, uh, you know, Keanu just didn't look up. You know, Mm. they did, Mm. they they would, he doesn't, 
play with his head up enough, really, to to to, to control a, a central midfield area. He's a great energy player. He's a great workhorse. He's not a player that takes a pass out generally. No, he's not. And you do need someone in there. But if anyone who kind of, you know, just a slide rule um, mm. passing the, and uh, Antonio just was just going to burn just going to burn him. he had, he had them for pace yeah um, you know on it had Mangana for pace he did mm. he did <laughs> and we knew yeah. he scored yes, he at the did. end he because of well that bustle, and we were you know yeah, yeah. At, at times we were a threat on the break even, yeah. even in the second it, half just it, played it, too deep in the second the, half um, when Antonio had that shot Sacco was up with him and whoever whichever central defender it was Mangala or Otamendi was doing very well to cut out that square ball. He, mm. You know, he saw that mm. the square ball was the problem. And so, but Antonio sort of didn't have that, that guile to like, you know, that thing where they sort of chop it inside and, uh, mm. and just check back. Because if he had, if he just had a bit more guile, he could have put mm. Sacco in for that goal. Mm. But I could yeah. see why he didn't, why he shot rather than squaring it. Because the, yeah. the, the, the defender that was up with him had that sort yes. of covered. But that's what really top players do is they do that kind of chop thing that just takes the, you know, chop inside or stop and that takes the defender out of the equation and then he could have squared it to Saka and we could have scored. He was running on empty by then though. Yes, it was late in the game. Antonio was was really, you know, he he was, was, he he barely lasted an hour really at, at, you know, yeah, and he seems steam. to have a problem with it. I mean, he's been out a lot. That's the yeah, problem. I but think he, he's still... But he he's does generally have a kind good. of energy levels problem. There was a couple of seasons ago when we went to... We'd played in the week and we went away to Norwich. We watched them at Norwich. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and he just looked fucked. But it doesn't... It seems in the modern game quite often to happen with players who are out for a bit, like, a bit of time but are obviously keen and whatever yeah. that they... That, that we had, well, Dean Ashton had a, had a um, an injury like this where he came back and he was suddenly Mr. Mr. Hunky. Yeah. And they, yeah. I think they just do a lot of bench pressing That's and all kinds of upper body work so whilst they can't run. Yeah, yeah. And they tend uh, to bulk up a bit. Yeah, you know. I, th- I think he's done too much. I think Antonio's done too much. He's absolutely huge. Then he's the muscle bound up top. Problem is when you're muscle bound you get like um cramp you know the lactic yeah. acid builds up he went down with yeah. cramp didn't yeah. he um, well yeah. no he was yeah. also holding his, well yeah. like his shoulder yeah. had gone yeah, then, yeah. His, then his then his leg had um, gone yeah. but yeah. we had some you know but we had some pace in the team and then and when yeah. Saka came on and was buzzing around yeah. you know we had a bit of pace in the team and we looked half decent at the break and there was some decent interplay in midfield to set those breaks going so that yeah. is a positive you can take from it and yeah. um some of the, uh, the rice i thought had a good game. Um, I thought Obonner had a good game as yes, well. Yes, they, they, yeah. um, I only saw match today too, and they were pretty sort of fulsome in their praise of uh, Rice uh, throughout the game. But obviously in the highlights, yeah, he's, he's yeah. in the camera shot where someone's scoring a goal and he's right next to them and you're kind of going, could he have done better than that? Because in fact, the uh, the Osimendi goal goes in off him, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, a bit, so mm, yeah. Luck, really. but it was a long game yeah. and we were under a lot of pressure and he was up and against well, yeah. world-class mm. players. I was saying to Gary earlier old. in the pub, yeah. he, yes, he was in shot for those two goals, but would any of the other central defenders have done any better yeah. would they have even been in shot probably not he was in shot but you couldn't really blame him for the silver one no, I don't you couldn't. think no, no, um, no. Um, the other one was just one of those scrambles I mean he was in the, in the sort of running yeah, yeah. we had an almost uh, from the other side an almost identical scramble that where Antonio they just happened to bounce into the yeah. keeper's hands you know yeah, yeah. that could easily have gone mm. in I think yes. it's great um, to see it's really positive to see somebody like that starting a game 
starting yeah, yeah. a game and yeah. getting a whole game. Um, he's frustrating in many ways, Masuaku, isn't he? But I, I, at least he runs at players yeah. and takes yeah. them on. He was a, he was a kind of bit got, of a bit of a pain in their ass. Kicked wasn't all he? over the place. Didn't yeah. he? he didn't get yeah. he didn't get many free. I kicks. quite like him in that yeah, in that more attacking role when he's a wing <laughs> back or he's like a winger. winger. When he when it, mm. he can't defend to save his life. But the first game I saw him play, he traps the ball really well. Yeah. He's a he's a sort of skillful footballer. His range of passing is very good. He traps the ball very well. He's frustrating. He dribbles isn't he? well. He's occasionally, yeah. he kind of yeah. lets. He just kind of just tries to take on one too many. But you know, he's yeah. got that slight. Yeah, kind of don't quite know what to do it some, with it sometimes when I've got into a good position. But yeah, I, I think he, he he is great, like you said, at beating a player. He goes around a player, but occasion. I, I think there are there are a couple of games, especially at Everton, where his final product, his delivery, was yeah. awful. Mm. Um, but, I mean, but but then no look at the ball. We know he can. In a way, he's one yeah. of our best. Crosses. Yeah, he's yeah. hit a couple of good in the one for yeah. Swansea. Uh, yeah, one for Saka. Yeah, absolutely. For Kiati's goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can do it. Yeah. 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 Um I mean Cresswell's delivery is oh, not has been terrible no, this season, no. hasn't it? Really? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, he put a goal, nice ball into the goal, up, didn't they? They mixed it up, took a short yeah. corner and yeah. Cresswell played a much better yeah, ball. It was it's nice funny, ball, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, like like one of the players that we you know, when we had our clear out of everyone we bought the previous summer, the one that you sort of think, well, actually, you sort of do with him is Faguli because he's sort of quite quick yeah. and he can mm. sort of put across yeah, so coming off coming off the bench. Yeah, but, mm. yeah he is. Uh, um, yeah, we we have kind of sold a lot of our pace, uh, and we never really built on our pace, sort of in the right way, like fast. Uh, you know, we signed Zabaleta, who's a sort of a skillful fullback, but he's not quick. Yeah. Uh, you know Jenkinson. If we could have found a replacement for Jenkinson, that yeah. would have taken us forward. And yeah. he's not that. Those Spurs guys are that in spades. Uh, you know, um, one thing Zabaleta is not is quick, and that was part of what made that last season at the Bolin yeah. Billich team good. Was not only a bit of skill with Paye and Lanzini, but just pace from Cresswell in one of his best seasons and Jenkinson on the other flank yeah, just yeah. bombing forward yeah. but I mean yeah. you know the defence did play better and they kept Aguero absolutely dead quiet mm, for the, mm. pretty much the whole game mm. he never sniff really it's so, sort of interesting isn't it that, that some of those players that are really good players that uh, the teams with lots of money can afford David Silva we've always said he's sort of brilliant and now he must have been with them five seasons six seasons oh, something like least, that yeah. maybe more and um you know, a season in which he possibly might be considered to have had a sort of quiet season, like last season, don't know. Um, he comes back and is like better. When do you see that? When do you see players kind of be not so good for a while, then great, then maybe not so good, then great again? You know, it's normally if a player goes into decline, it becomes a decline and they sort of get worse and worse and worse. Yeah. When these players are young and operating at the peak of their game, they can sort of have a shitty season. People mm. go, yeah, he's still pretty good he's though. playing and a bit deeper yeah. for them isn't he generally he's sort of kind of kind of uh, running, he seems to running, be involved a lot gets more gets into the box yeah. but he's running from he ran yeah. brilliantly from deep for that goal uh, didn't uh, he? he seems yeah. to run the game a little bit more yes, doesn't he I, no, think so. I think they evolve these players and you've got to look at Pep Guardiola's 
training, you know, mm-hmm. coaching tactics. All the players seem to be flourishing under him. I mean, look yeah, at, look at the um, Raheem uh, Sterling. Raheem Sterling is absolutely yeah, superb. Yeah. He's come on leaps and bounds, and that's a player I didn't personally really rate. Yeah, well, but when, well, when he burst onto the scene, well, he was really yeah. good. Yeah. You know, you thought this guy's amazing when he first burst onto the scene for Liverpool, and then he went into. I mean, that last World Cup, he was risible in that. I mean, yeah. really yeah, yeah. rotten. And you did sort of think, yeah, these guys turn out for their club where they get paid loads of money and get fawned over and uh, they're shit when they pull their country's shirt on these people are scumbags I hate them yeah. uh, and that's been the case with you know probably most of our England players in the last few years why can't you do for England your country what you do for your club uh, and your country's not paying you hundreds of thousands of pounds every week but yeah. Sterling did go into a bit of a decline and he wasn't all that good when he started at City but now he's got sort of I mean they have definitely I mean however good the manager is they definitely had that you know, we only have to turn up here to win mentality in the first half. And it, and it, mm. it took them by surprise. It very yeah, nearly definitely. bit them on the arse, didn't mm, it? Mm, and in fact, they've made the same mistake in the last two or three games against lower opposition because we, yeah. you know, Huddersfield and Southampton did similar things to them. They sort of just make just, it's a tough league. Mm, Every mm. game is, is a battle. Isn't Horrible it? dives from <laughs> Sterling in the first half. Really? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, that, that very early on. Yeah. Minute, should have got a, should have mm. got a card. <clears throat> Uh, let's uh, continue talking to, about this after this message. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Welcome back. Ad break very late on in the podcast. Well, it depends how long we do. Well, might be very early. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've got my tent here. And I'm Look at Arbogast's 1927 film Napoleon. That's yeah. uh, six and a half hours long. All yeah, right. Uh, so we've got there's what's a, that Andy Warhol film where he just kind of filmed the lights the Empire State Building uh, I think it's it, called yeah, Empire it, State is Building is it called Empire State Building I think it's 24 hours long yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we could do that um, as we're in our 10th year of uh, Stop Hammer Time um, I've been looking back through the files that uh, uh, weren't seized by the FBI uh, on my computer <laughs> at uh, some of what happened in old episodes of Stop Hammer Time and um, this is um, as you know as a season ticket holder I get a uh, emails from the club i don't think anyone else does probably just me on a monday morning often the game often talking about the game that was played at the weekend often from the manager uh sometimes from a player mark noble's view on the game and um and occasionally from the director from one of the directors this is from may 2011 and it's apposite because oh, we were relegation. in very <clears throat> severe danger at that time of relegation yeah. not quite nailed on but the prospect was there and this was an email that uh, was in my inbox uh, from um David Sullivan. Uh, And I'll try and do it some justice. You were on good terms with him then. Very good terms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think this was a club email. You've Uh, fallen out a bit recently, haven't you? Yes, yes. Um, We almost, almost never meet. Is he on your Christmas card list now? You're going to send him one. Uh, He he is always, I don't expect to get one back from him. Um, um, We've fallen out to that degree. I will send him one. Of course you Because I'm the bigger man. Yes, you are. I am the... Moral high ground. Literally the bigger man. (laughs) Yes, yes. I'm... Three three of him with a Mac on could uh, try and get into an X-rated movie. Stand on that moral high ground. That's very important. Anyway, um, it, uh, I was trying to do it justice with, uh, with the voice. I was trying to approximate you do the voice, his voice. Do, do a very good voice yeah. for him. Good. Dear Philip, <laughs> David Sullivan here. 
joint chairman of West Ham United along with David Gold. God rest his soul. I'm speaking to you today on the internet, a term I invented. If David were alive today, and he is, he would be as disappointed as I am that in just over a year's time, this once mighty club could find itself in N-Power League One. To be relegated two seasons in a row would be a financial Armageddon. At the risk of sounding melodramatic, it would be like six Hiroshimas. <laughs> but where instead of the rapid release of energy from a high-speed nuclear reaction, it would be the rapid release of thousands and thousands of Fred Wests, who went around <laughs> killing everyone with sledgehammers covered in bird flu. And where the few survivors were driven to hospital in ambulances, but those ambulances were driven by that Henri Paul who drove Dodie and Die. Do you remember him? And the one or two survivors that made it to the hospital would have to wait hours and hours and hours to be seen because of the NHS. Then they'd be seen by Dr. Shipman. <laughs> I hope this gives you some idea of what it would be like to be relegated two seasons in a row. Although on the upside, Barry Hearn would have to eat his words when he sees how many we bring away to Brisbane Road compared to how many they bring away to the Olympic Stadium. That's when... Yeah. David Gold is on the mend. Yeah, I think something had happened to David Gold. David Gold is on the mend. But were he to succumb to septicemia, I'm sure his ghost would agree with me that this season has been disappointing to say the least. And the most, it's been like catching syphilis from a cornetto. <laughs> this is a phrase I learnt from Radoslav Kovac. And even though cornetto is Czech for table dancer, the sentiment still applies. To borrow a business allegory from my line of work, the club has failed to get and maintain an erection for the entire season, even though we've booked a film crew for the whole campaign. And shouting at the club won't help. It just makes it worse. We could have got another club and stuck a wig on it. But David, <laughs> rest in peace, old friend. And I believe that if we book the club to do a bloody job, it should be able to do a bloody job. And now we've lost half a day's filming. Ron Jeremy. Now, he was a pro. Great days. Great days. Anyway, Karen Brady, myself, and David's widow want you, the fans, to rest assured that we will not shirk from the challenges that lie ahead. And that even though the championship is shit, and it is, it's shit, we will stand shoulder to shoulder with you, the fans, at each and every game, except away games, and when it's on Sky, or ITV4, whoever shows meaningless lower league football. Come on, you Olympics! <laughs> very, very All very prescient yeah, for what's very, happening very, now, isn't it? Because yeah, we might still go, accurate. Still might accurate. Go down. The championship still, is shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The championship yeah. is shit. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we might go down. It's all very, all very uh, prescient. So. Um, Yes, it was. I mean, you know, in, insanely, we are grabbing hold of tiny straws of hope from from these fixtures, and that we, we ultimately a game we lost and got no points at the weekend. Yep. We are drawing succor from, and and I, you know, I sort of like um, oddly despite the fact that he can be a bit cack handed with the press. David Moyes, obviously, his 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 attempt at a light-hearted joke that then implied beating women <laughs> last yes. season. And also he's weird. I talked about it like last week on the podcast after one of the games, or after one of the Watford games. And maybe there's no, it wasn't the Watford game. It was, it was the Leicester game where I think the interviewer said something like, you know, application, hard work, working for each other. Uh, that seemed to be there. And he sort of went, yeah, you'd think you wouldn't have to tell them that, wouldn't you? And you're like, <laughs> the bloke's going, 
don't ask don't ask me questions i, I ask you questions he's slightly he should begin all of his press conferences with unaccustomed as i am to public speech um but he does sort of make you know he 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 does make the right noise he looks for the positives in every game he's sort of you know the leicester game he was very pleased with the second half performance you know he felt that yeah Everton, he said the second half was, yeah, we lost, you know, it was horrible to lose that game, but we did, you know, we, we point, gave... Yeah, he's pointed out the bleeding obvious so far. Yeah, I think yeah. He's, he's, he's called out every game as it is, and people, some people don't like that. They don't like the fact that he's saying it as it is. Um, I, I think you've got to give the guy a chance. Yeah, you yeah. Put a new manager in, especially with a new backroom side. Look at what he, in, he inherited. Yeah, you yeah. Know, he inherited a mess. It's a team low on confidence, low yeah, on yeah. talent in some areas, in many areas. Low Loads of injuries, absolutely loads. Yeah. And he's got to take that team, turn it into, uh, you know, like he did on Sunday, a workable formation, uh, bring in all these new failed managers who are going to be his backroom Mm-mm-mm. staff and make it work. And yeah, so that's got to take 10 games, right? And it was a it, very it weird... It's all those cliches they could come out with on match of the day. We've got, we've got to be hard to beat first. We've, yes. got, we've got to start making it much more difficult for teams yeah. to, 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 uh, to beat us. But it was, uh, uh, you know, under Sam... He what he didn't do was give the other team enough to think about. You've got to sort of no. attack. As and well I thought, as well, I, I would say that's why you know you, you don't actually. You know, there have been plenty of times we've been to Man City and we've not created maybe five or six decent chances mm-hmm. in a game, which we did yes. in that yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we did. So no, that you know, did you've seem got, to be, you have got to take that, that. lineup. Did seem you know when I first saw it, I thought this that's mm. crazy. You know, there's yeah. like IU. Arnautovic and Sacco on the bench and kind of an unfit Antonio. But he obviously had a a game plan in that sort of breaking away Antonio for at least something like 60 minutes. Yeah. Will break with pace. I mean, another yeah. crumb of comfort, although it sounds odd to say, it, given the kind of uh, controversy about the stadium and atmosphere and so on, is that we've only played six of those fifteen games at home. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Um, true. And you know, you know that, that's, that's a lot of our potential lower half rivals yet to come yeah. to the Olympic Stadium. We've beaten two of them. No, that's right. And drawn that's right. with one of them, if you could call Leicester yeah. one of them. Um, so uh, Brighton was the only kind of you know uh, really horrible. Really, yeah, game, yeah, yeah, yeah. You are to Liverpool. Yeah, Plenty yeah, yeah. of teams have been walloped. Brighton got walloped themselves 5-1 by, mm. by Liverpool. So those yeah. sorts of things are going to happen. Um, uh, so you've got, you know, that there's a shred of, 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 of hope, isn't it? The, the yeah. fact that, and if the crowd does uh, get up and get behind them like they did against the Leicester game, then it is going to be potentially in the long term an intimidating place for um, for opposition teams to come yeah, and play I mean really, that, yeah. that Spurs game you know that Spurs game last year you know when awesome. every, yeah. I mean it was it was the way in which um, whenever sort of Spurs started singing the first half they were just drowned, drowned out yeah, by yeah, these yeah. kind of boos and they I mean, you know and the way they all left you know that kind of there really was a sense that of what it could be that night I, mm, I thought mm. and um, uh, we've we've talked about this already but it'll be it'll probably be you know a lunchtime kickoff quieter against uh, against Chelsea but it's still a game against Chelsea and I still expect you know there to be pretty good vocal support and yeah yeah, yeah, who knows? Awesome. I think if they give it I a go, once, we might get something goes, out of these. Once the whistle goes, you forget what time of day it is, don't you? Yeah, you, you, do, you do. Yeah, and I think you know it's just it's just standard. It's just a standard formula, isn't it? Thirty thousand 
was out of 35 mm. at the bowling they were they were west ham supporters they were extremely vocal at times um we've, we've just put nearly double that into into yeah. olympic stadium yeah, yeah. it can be very noisy yeah you've got to give them something to cheer about though haven't you i mean that's the only not necessarily look what happened against leicester there was nothing to cheer about yeah i didn't it's, go to it, that. That was, it was all it was all that, that yeah, yeah it came out of out of nothing really there wasn't from sometimes fans. it's like yeah, a yeah. really thumping challenge goes mm-hmm. in you know the, uh and that just kind of just mm-hmm. or a bad set of uh, two or three you know um yeah. dodgy refereeing yeah, decisions yeah. in a row and that's that whips it up but it, it just seems to come strange. out of nowhere it was didn't strange it? wasn't it, it, was it like did. one of those started, moments everyone started, stood up and started singing exactly right we, we were we're up in the you know the corner next to the east mm-hmm. and um it happened down below us where jackie mm-hmm. and all those and they started raising to their feet and suddenly the upper tier started raising to their feet and it, yeah. it just started getting really noisy it was brilliant it just yeah, uh, you yeah. know mm. like, like i said earlier i was buzzing coming yeah. out of that game it was like the old times yeah yeah great. i think it's just you know it has to be kind of enterprising i think yeah. you know enterprising football you know um yeah well it's i mean it's uh, we've got two in a week again uh chelsea and <laughs> arsenal i mean <laughs> it's it's tough, just, yeah. tough 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 nightmare. but uh, um Again, you know, I mean, the, 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 you might have to write those games off, but uh, in a way, Moyes is trying to build a team now, isn't he? And trying to see what he's got. It's sort of interesting. I mean, the, the, it was interesting on Sunday that it, it felt that he's, you know, a, a different team selection again. Obviously, some, some of it forced on him, but some of it tactical, that he is still running a rule over these guys and just yep. seeing what they can do and what they're capable of. Yep. He's had to hit the ground running, you know, because... There wasn't even a kind of um, a bottom line team that worked well together no. that he could make small adaptions to. It was just a team that couldn't play anyone. Yeah. Just couldn't play yeah. anyone, really. I mean, it, you know, another cliche, but the, the, you, what you need from these games is a performance. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, if you, if you cannot have the demoralising uh, thrashing <laughs> and actually put up a show, even if you don't get points out of it, at least that is something you, 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 you build confidence and take it into the yeah. games where you have got more of a chance of winning. These are, these are games that you, you, you know, you almost feel you have to write off, but at the same time, they're almost, they're also a free hit, aren't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, that's what I mean. Players, players are playing without that yeah, pressure. Absolutely. And historically, we all know West Ham mm-hmm. can raise their game against yeah. the Arsenal mm-hmm. and the Chelsea's. We've seen it happen. We've seen worse teams than this beat better equivalent yeah, yeah. Chelsea and Arsenal teams in the yeah, past yeah, so yeah. you know you never know no we have to be like that don't we um, now Rob Banks you have a you have a quiz I do you have a quiz it's only how a- does it work well it all started with um, uh, thinking about uh, what happened at Everton last week mm-hmm. and 4-0 defeats mm-hmm. and players getting hat-tricks and whatever right. and it just kind of evolved into eight random questions really ah. but if you're happy to go with that, yeah, then we'll go with it. Yeah, we'll go Let's, with it. Um, then we'll go with it. Uh, it's a kind of us that pen. Let's have a marking system. We, is it like buzzers? Buzzers. Uh, we can do that, or you can you can uh, write down answers, and we'll go through the answers at the end, or whatever. Just shout. Let's out do. An let's answer. do. Should we do buzzers? Okay. Yeah. Right. Buzzers. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I haven't got a buzzer. Gary. I haven't, I haven't there it is. You, yeah. You go. Buzz. Buzz. Say, say buzz. Say buzz. Say buzz. Say buzz. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, okay. Who was the last? Buzz. Kil- <laughs> Kilmarnock. <laughs> uh, that's a point deducted for an. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Take one off. One. That's right. Yeah. Good. 
Or was it minus five on University it's University Champions? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's been minus uh, five. The last player to score 20 or more goals in the top flight for West Ham. Tony Cotty. Buzz. Oh, Correct. <laughs> Easy one. 86, 87. Yeah. That's really horrible, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh, West Ham lost three consecutive games 4 0 in March 2008. <sighs> Who were the opponents? Oh. Buzz. Uh, Everton? No. Oh. Um, Anyone else care to buzz? Oh, God. Buzz. <laughs> that was the worst half-hearted buzz I've ever heard. One of them, Reading? No. Oh, shit. Liverpool? Liverpool was one. Arsenal? No. Okay. Damn. I've got one. It was uh, Chelsea at home. <gasps> right. Liverpool away, Tottenham away. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, God. No points. No points. Mm. Who was the last player to score a Premier League hat-trick for West Ham away from home? Away? Has that ever happened? Yeah, it has happened. Oh, wow. <laughs> In fact, I should re- rephrase that question. Who's the last player ever to score a Premier League hat-trick? <laughs> right, so it's the last person to score a hat-trick. Away from but home. It was away, away from, from home. home. Away from home. Dean Ashton? No. Buzz... Zamora? No. Jim? Uh, Hartson? No. Close with that. Paul Kitson. Oh. In the 4 4 draw at Charlton. Yes, yes. In November yes. 2001. What a cream. Yes. Who's the only player to ever score two Premier League hat tricks for West Ham? Last player. The only the player. The only player. Two Premier League hat tricks. Um, not, not, no. No, it won't be him. So it's a Premier League era. Premier League era since '93. Mm. Two 93. Premier League hat tricks. Ooh. It's going well. Yeah, mm. it is going very well. I told you your cool, quizzes were too hard. Two Premier League. Marlon Harewood. No. King's College. <clears throat> Jesus College. I think it might be Hartson. No. No, it's also Paul Kitson, oh, who got another hat-trick against Sheffield Wednesday in 97. Yes. Which player held the number six squad number when the shirt was withdrawn? Buzz Carrick? No. Christian Daly? No. Oh, shit. Oh. <gasps> uh, you can't, can't buzz go again. again. Can't go again. Well, it has to be a centre-half. No, as a midfielder. It was a centre-half. It was a centre half. Sorry, I'm giving you a clue there. No. Can I have half a point for going again? <laughs> Go on then. Matthew Upson. It was. Yeah. He took the That's number 15 shirt. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm on minus a half. <laughs> Which Premier League team has West Ham beaten more times than any other? Who are we the Buzz bogey team of? Leicester City. No. So you have to take it into context. It's We've probably played them more times than than most as well, so... Beating them in the Premier League. We've, beat, we've got the most number of victories in the Premier League against this team. So they've got to be down the bottom somewhere. Got to be lower mid. Uh, Southampton? Buzz? No. Buzz Palace? No. Well, we'll give a clue. They have to have been in the Premier League 
the same number of seasons yes, as us, yes, at yes, least. Yes, oh. yes, yes, yes. For yes. us to have played them enough times right. to have beaten them. <clears throat> right. Tough one. Newcastle. It's Tottenham. Ooh. 14 wins. Really? It's Tottenham. Mm. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Love playing Tottenham. Two Premier League teams we've played but never beaten. Oh, what current current Premier League? Who's, no, not who's, current who's Premier League. But, gone down. Right. But, well, never beaten ever, ever, ever in the Premier. We played them in only the in the Premier League, League. But never beaten them. Wow. Well, Brighton. Brighton is one. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, I, you don't need to. I've, I've got name one here. So, oh, Swindon is the other one. Right. Um, and there are seven Premier League teams that we've never lost to in Premier League matches. I've got Huddersfield. Dan. Huddersfield is one. Ooh, right, okay. Wolves? But, um, no. Barnsley? Barnsley is another, yes. Well done, Jim. I think Jim wins, huh? I think Jim might have to win that. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah. I'd, if I'd have predicted the outcome, that the would seven, have been The seven were Swindon, yeah. Oldham, Huddersfield, Cardiff, Bradford, Blackpool and Barnsley. Oldham? Right. Never lost in the right Premier League. Right start. They were in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good quiz. Good quiz. Very good. Very good. Good quiz. Good quiz. Very good. Okay, so we it's conceivable that we might play uh, twice before we speak to you again. Uh, that will be Chelsea at home and Arsenal at home. <laughs> um, shall we... Should we do predictions for both of those? Oh, uh, oh, it feels like we should just do predictions for Chelsea and maybe talk about both. Yes, of them. I, I mean, mm, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, we, ha- we, I mean, there's nothing to say in a way. We, you know, they are like Rob's. Rob's right. It's a free hit, really, and 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 actually, it's a sort of it's a chance for Moyes to learn a little bit about his team. There's no sort of expectation, although it's at home, and uh, you don't want to kind of. Um, you know, sort of sacrifice the possibility of giving it a go in favour of kind of trying players out. I don't sense he, I don't sense he's quite the type to kind of go. I think I might start with uh, Quinoa in midfield and and Martinez up front. That's not going to happen. He is going to play a lot of the regulars. But um, uh, he was might have learned some lessons over the weekend. With might his start with that joining goal. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Now, yes, we well, should really. Yeah, we should talk about that. On that yeah, shouldn't yeah. We? Because uh, I felt that was. Just, just the energy and didn't it give the team a, 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 just a spine, absolutely. A, 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 a yeah. belief. He's better right with the ball the at his feet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought we had a good. I thought we did well. I don't think he was really. Well, they sent know. him out to give the. I mean, I suppose he was man of the match, but they sort of sent him out to do the interview for match of the day too. You know, and he's yeah. like the rotated goalkeeper. Uh, uh, goes I've, out, I've does so unimpressed with Hart. Well, I mean, the so big issue is that uh, people are saying that there was a clause in. The contract of the loan that says you play him that every can't, week can't be right. Well, I mean, you must that's just be able to, yeah, just be able to just drop that, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. just go up to him in training and kick him in the knee. In the knee. I, I, yeah. I was not, I was not uh, an Adrian fan. I'm definitely not an Adrian fan. Uh, but it was, it was clear that he made a difference. He made a difference the other day. He added confidence to the defense. Yeah. He was, he was upbeat. You know, he's yeah. always positive. He just is. Yeah, yeah. Joe Hart is, is he's just a bit bland. He's a bit vanilla, isn't he? Well, he's got significant flaws as a goalkeeper. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, balls low to his left. Um, that free kick uh, that De Bruyne uh, took, that would have gone in. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Against I agree. Heart. There's yeah, no agree. two ways about that. Yeah, mm. I agree. 
uh, and he's just rubbish with the ball at his feet. His yeah. kicking is terrible. And you could say that, that Adrian Adrian came out of the box, charging out the box late on, and mm. made that tackle, which could have mm-hmm. turned out in a red in a red card. But yeah. but then you look at the Everton game and what Hart did. Where yeah, he that's right. The yeah. ball he, to Rudy. Yeah, yeah. He did the mm. same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, no, I think he's. Uh, I, I think he would count himself incredibly unlucky to be dropped after after yeah. performing like yeah. that. When you think what Hart has been doing, he's you know, it, it's not as though Hart was in, has been in fantastic form. So. No, no, he's his form has dropped off, hasn't it? I mean, I think he yeah. he um, when he was at the time he was forcing his way into the England team. I think it was clear to sort of anyone watching that he was probably the best English goalkeeper at the time, and whoever was keeping him out. Um, you but know. yeah, goalkeeper. It's an enormously different thing as a goalkeeper playing international matches yeah. and playing behind a team that yeah. dominates possession mm. and, and yeah. you know it's a different mm. kind of concentration you need it's a different kind of attitude yeah. you know Adrian is used to playing in a team where you know he has to save shots he's busy mm. and he's in Every the game minutes, the whole yeah. time yeah. Um, and he's agile and he's, he's a good shot stopper and yeah. he commands his box a lot better than Hart does mm. I think yeah. and, and you know part, part of uh, Hart's kind of uh, the selling point of Hart was his kind of shouting and his geeing people up. But actually, Adrian, English is his second language and he still seems to actually do that more. He seems to... I agree. He seems mm. to just sort yeah, of yeah. command his area more. He's always kind of clapping his hands. Well, he sort of, he even kicks Even in the warm-up at Watford when we were watching yeah, him, yeah. he was geeing, geeing players yeah, yeah, up. that's right, yeah. yeah. We got yeah. there quite early for Watford and so they're all doing their sort of drills and we thought actually that he might be playing, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, because he was, he was so involved he was so in what was going on. All the drills. Yeah. Yeah. He, be great to have him in the team yeah yeah he's them. clearly yeah. a big personality yeah. you know his gloves thing against Everton is a kind <laughs> yeah. of one of the you know if he'd been the keeper of one of the top five teams that would be sort of replayed over and over again that yeah. moment mm. it was a brilliant sort of iconic sporting yeah. moment that because it was West Ham sort of as now disappeared in the mists of time but but you know it's up there for me i mean it's up there with like bobby moore wiping his hands on the on the yeah before shaking the shaking the queen's hands it's just so significant and says so much about the person yeah yes um i don't need these it's like not Babe gonna, Ruth. Yeah, not going to need these yeah, again. So like when Babe yeah. Ruth pointed to where he was going to hit the ball <laughs> with one of the World Series things, and then hit it there, you know, it's one of those. Uh, it's one of those moments where you go, God, you know, this guy's very cool. Yeah. Yes. No. It was uh, interesting. Interesting to see if he plays again. He absolutely should play again. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you just hope for. For a start, we don't know what these injuries are like. We don't know what Kiati's injury is like. We don't know if Reed's back. Uh, we don't know. Kind of, um, On current oh, form, I won't be too worried if Kiati isn't playing. No, honest. I think you're right. No, we're running out of midfielders, though, aren't we? Yeah. Was Obiang replaced as a tactical thing, or did, did he get a knock as well? Because um, he was replaced no, for Sacco against he, City. He, uh, no, Sacco came no, for no. Oh, did he? Yeah, for Kiati, yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Did, did Obiang go off against no, Everton? Okay. Maybe I've just imagined. Yeah, that. yeah. Um, no, Obiang was terrible against Everton in the first half. That was. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had a decent game against. against City. I know you disagree with yeah, yeah. me, but this I thought Fernandez had a decent game against uh, well, yeah. City as well. Oh, I just didn't see him. No, I, no, I find I him. He, I thought he played well. desperately ordinary. Mm. I would have rather had Noble than Fernandez in in that lineup. Mm. Uh, I just don't really think he offers much. Um, uh, yes, so let's uh, well, maybe predictions for Chelsea. 
Well, I think we'll lose, mm-hmm. but I hopefully hopefully it'll be a tight one again. So uh, nil one. Mm-hmm. Gary, a glorious win, two one. Oh, excellent, mm-hmm. two one. I like it. I like it. Rob, yeah, I, I I think Chelsea have got the muscle and the and the guile to um, to roll us over. Uh, regardless of what we do, I think it's going to be three one Chelsea. Mm. I'm going to go for one all. I'm going to go for a kind mm. of break, battling. Yeah. That'd be nice. I'll take that now. That counts Back as a win, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. In our yeah, new... Leicester was a yeah. win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man City yeah. was a draw. Yeah. Yeah. Anything so out of the next two games yeah. is a bonus yeah. in terms of yeah. points. Yeah. No we question. really are, yeah. We're now celebrating losses. All bets are off now. <laughs> yeah. Really. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. I think that, that's all we know now is that... Uh, um, we're counting on performances really Uh, so yeah a a one-all would be a glorious win Uh, that's it for Stop Hammer Time this week my name's been Phil Whelans with me have been Jim Grant cheerio Rob Banks goodbye Gary Killington good evening Uh, we'll see you again come on you irons this is a playback media production get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrokes. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft. Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others, and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk and we're also available on all podcast platforms including iTunes, Acast and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.